Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live, and today we have a very special guest, the star of Sci-Fi's Day of the Dead, Keenan Tracy is with us. Keenan, thank you for being here hello, with hello. us. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, thanks, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you on the show. And before we get started, like I told you before the interview started, I became a huge fan of yours and got to know you in Bates Motel. Now... That being said, I was really excited when I heard you were cast for Day of the Dead. But I got to tell you, man, when I saw you on Day of the Dead, it looks like they made you 10 years younger than how you looked on Bates Motel. Uh, yeah. Did they do that intentionally in Bates Motel, make you look much older? Uh, well, the funny thing is that was like, that was seven, we started at like eight years ago. Exactly. I guess. And, uh, and then it went till about five years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's literally just the difference of shaving clean, maybe a shorter haircut and, uh, and a demeanor. Demeanor is everything, I think. And also... You can be young and chipper or you can be, uh, I don't know, kind of gruff and, yeah. And also Bates Motel, uh, just the way they filmed it, it was a much darker uh, show than uh, yeah. Day of the Dead is. I mean, you would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Right? It's entirely different. Bates Motel was like a, yeah, a serious, uh, dark and scary uh, show. Whereas Day of the Dead, it's a uh, little bit more lighthearted. Or, yeah, yeah, totally lighthearted. All right, so let's talk about Bates Motel. You appeared in fourteen episodes. Uh, when you booked the role. Did you know how long you would be on the show and you would end up becoming this reoccurring character or you no, had absolutely no, 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 no idea? I, I had no idea. When I first got signed on to it, it was it was supposed to be uh, like maybe two uh, with, with the potential to reoccur. But at, at that point, nothing was uh, I didn't get signed on to do the amount of episodes I did. I got signed on for maybe a couple in the end of first season and then. Uh, that turned into a few more second season and then and then most of the third and then a bit in four. So let's talk about the character of Gunner, okay? Uh, yeah. A great character. Uh, he is in charge of, not in charge, but part of this huge pot farm ring that's mm -hmm. going on in the uh, small city where the Bates Motel happens. And you run across um, Max uh, Therio, who plays... Uh, Norman Bates' Dylan. brother, brilliantly on the show. We'll get more into him He's in a second. Uh, what did, I want to ask you first, what did you think of uh, the writers uh, expanding on the Bates family and giving Norman a brother? Um, I mean, expanding a, a, an hour and an hour and 30-minute, hour, 20-minute movie into what's going to end up being 10 hours a season for five seasons, uh, you kind of have to take some liberties at some point, I think, because there wasn't that much there initially. You're, you're stretching a, a little bit into a lot, and I think at, at certain points you have to add things. And, yeah. and uh, I thought the liberties they chose were still in theme, and I thought it, uh, it stayed true to what Psycho was without really, I don't know, obviously there's additions to it, but I felt like tonally... Um, the parallels were done really well, and I, I felt like that left room for, for the changes they did make. Bates Motel was a huge success. Uh, everyone yeah. loved it. The fans loved it. The critics loved it. Were you uh, a fan of the 
Alfred Hitchcock psycho movie when you booked the role? It's still one of my favorite movies. It it, uh, it always was. So getting that that audition in my email was pretty exciting. Um, even just having the chance to be on it and then and then getting signed on to it. That's definitely one of the more exciting phone calls I think I've, I've had because I uh, I I liked it already. So when you started getting the scripts, when you booked the role and you started getting the scripts and you saw how they were really sticking with the story of what Norman was about, giving us the backstory that obviously could not be given to us in the movie, uh, were you mm -hmm. impressed with how the direction that the writers were going with? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think they, they expanded it in, in a way that, that really worked. Um, I think they had a lot of cool characters that made it interesting. And um, I, I overall really liked what they did. It's it, regardless of having any, any part in that show, um, it would, it would be something I want for sure. I loved that show. Now you, the majority of your scenes are with Max. Uh, what was it like yeah. working with Max? Max is great. He's, uh, he's just an easy dude to be on, on set with and, and around with. And whether we were on set or, or somewhere else, like, I feel like he just an easy guy to be around, uh, easy guy to be in the room with talkative and, um, I don't know. There's just a sense of comfortability there, you know, like the uh, a sense of ease. Like I feel like that was a, a set that everybody was stoked to be on. Um, especially, I mean, the more seasons something does, a lot of the same crew, you start to get this like like you know, you guys are being a, a part of something really special. Yeah, and and, and also. Uh, just the more the more time that goes on the more you all work together the smoother things become it becomes this like uh, uh you, you know you hear the term well-oiled machine all the time um but uh I, I think that was one of those one of those cases where that was uh where that was the case yeah now sticking with the cast of course uh it's led by the awesome vera formiga who plays norma bates you have freddie highmore who plays norman you have yourself um did you learn a lot as an actor working with such other great actors alongside you? Totally. They were, they were easy people to look up to, especially uh, seeing as when we, when I started on that show, I was, uh, I was a lot newer and these are, these are people that have been doing it forever and, and really well. And uh, they were easy people to, to respect mm -hmm. They're both incredibly intelligent, uh, incredibly kind and uh and just respectful people that and that i feel brought that to set and it completely trickled down it was a it was a respectable place to be and i i looked up to them both a lot would you uh have wished to have had more scenes with like uh freddie or vera uh as gunner oh of course like like uh like I said, they're they're really respectable actors, in my opinion. That being said, the people I I did do the majority of the work, like Max and and Kenny, uh, I have a lot of respect for them too. So I don't know. It was a it was a hard uh, hard set to not feel like a win win, no matter who you're working with. Yeah, absolutely. Now the Bates Motel, uh, they did it brilliantly in the terms of it didn't get canceled. They didn't drag it on more than it needed to be. It was five mm. seasons, which was just the right amount of time to give us the story that they wanted to give us. 
where in the final season it actually blends into with the psycho movie with some changes mm-hmm. uh, do you mm-hmm. like that aspect that they did not because it was still very successful totally they, i think that was yeah, yeah they could have dragged it on more but they didn't they ended it on their terms tell us your thoughts yeah. on that i think i think that's a brilliant move in general i think uh ending things kind of within your control as opposed to waiting until people kind of stop following it or whatever and just dragging something out as long as you can. I think it was it was smart that they had an idea of the end when it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's also part of what kind of was able to keep it true to the old one because you're not, you're not making this 12 season long universe or something. It's uh it was concise enough that they didn't really have to change too, too much. And I think that's also important. Um, I think it also contributes to going out on a high note. Yeah. I think that was a, was a huge part of it. Um, I think also doing 10 episodes as opposed to 13, which uh, especially when it started, that was, that was more common. Um, I think that was a, that was a really good move because all of a sudden you can pour the budget that would have gone into those extra three episodes and, and kind of spread it out more along the uh, the ones you are making. Yeah, yeah. And I give kudos to the producers, the writers, mm-hmm. and how they knew the story. They knew how much they wanted to go, and they ended it on their terms. They didn't, like you said, totally. they did not wait till enthusiasm for the show weaned and the viewers started mm-hmm. to drop off. So kudos to them. Now, Psycho, it's a movie. You you only have so much you can do in a 90-minute uh, film. And, of course, it's focused on Norman Bates. Now, Bates Motel, it being a TV show and having a lot more freedom, uh, I would say it is the relationship between a mother and a son. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I totally would. It's uh, it's definitely more of a, of a family uh, family aspect to it than... Well, I mean, the original the theme was pretty laid into it, but uh, you actually see their relationship, seeing as the show starts before she's actually uh, mummified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, we're well past the days of, you know, the uh, spoiler expiration date. I got to oh, yeah, say, yeah. the way they ended the show, uh, I'm not going to give it away to the people who have not watched it yet, but I think it was brilliant. Yeah, maybe we'll save a little. Yeah, a we'll little save a little bit for them, but I think it was brilliantly wrapped up. Uh, with Max playing such a huge part in the ending. And we'll mm. just leave it at that. For our viewers yeah, out there, <laughs> if you guys have not watched Bates Motel, it is available for streaming on Peacock. It's available It's available for rent or purchase on your favorite, favorite video-on-demand retailer. I guarantee you, if you start just the first episode, you will find yourself binging uh all five seasons that's how much of an amazing show it is now let's move on to day of the dead and before we get into the day of the dead if you think about it you are you've appeared in the tv adaptations of two classic horror movies how do how do you feel about that uh well it's always been a a genre i've i've liked it's one of my favorite genres and like I said about Bates Motel, I was already uh, was already a fan of both of these things. So it, it's it, it's really exciting getting stuff like that through your email and, and and going in for it. So yeah, exactly what I said about the other one. So just really 
really fun to be able to recreate something you you liked and had seen before you ever had the idea that you were going to be a part of it at all. And it feels good to be. Exactly. So I got to ask you, when you auditioned, even before, had you watched uh, the George Romero Dead movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all of them. Okay. Now, with that, uh, when you just heard that they're making Day of the Dead into a TV show, what was the first thing that came into your mind? That it would be a challenge. The biggest challenge would be giving it the essence of the old ones because part of what is so good about the old ones is also what's uh, inescapably hokey about it and the things that were an accident and there was just a tone to it. It's almost like what was bad, the things that weren't like perfect about the originals is kind of what made it. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a good bad. And I feel like that's a, that's a really specific thing to try and recreate. And uh, hopefully most of that was intentional. <laughs> so when you auditioned, uh, did you know that you were auditioning for the lead role in Cam? Um, it, it was, it was kind of laid out in the, uh, in, in the, in the thing that it would be at least one of two, two leads. And you could kind of tell by the way the, uh, the scenes I got for the audition were as well. Okay. Um, yeah. And when you booked it, lead role on a TV show from a classic movie, you were like, oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was pretty stoked. <laughs> Now, uh, for those of you that have not watched, Day of the Dead is on sci-fi. Your character is the lead character as uh, Cam. Now, as you started getting the script and you started filming, uh, Day of the Dead, I love it. You know, first off, I am hearing uh, a lot of fan reactions, and I'm sure you are as well. People who were a little nervous, you know, being fans of the original movie, how are they going to pull this off on a TV show? And they are really impressed, as am I, with sort of sticking to the original premise, but taking a different approach with making it a lot more lighthearted. Do you like the way they did that? Uh, the way the, the, the creators did, the showrunners did? Yeah, took it into a more lighthearted approach. Yeah, it's definitely a little sillier. Um, I think that that was an important thing. Uh, again, kind of to parallel the tone of the old one, I think if it was too, too serious and it was seeming that way, it would kind of lose that effect. You'd kind of lose the humor in it. And also, um, I'm kind of glad they, they leaned into the uh, the humor side of it, especially being a series as opposed to a movie. It's stretched out longer. I think it's, uh, it's a little more palatable that way. Yeah, and it sort of uh, makes its own identity. We already have quite a few serious zombie shows that are going on right now. You know, mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, Black Summer, and so on. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're taking the serious approach. They're both great shows. So the way... Uh, they did it with Day of the Dead, uh, blending the lightheartedness with, so far, what we're seeing is the start of the zombie apocalypse. They're doing it really well in balancing the two out. And I think, it, ultimately, that's going to give it its own identity uh, in the zombie verse in, in the TV world. Do you agree? I think it could. I, I would say 
it's the one difference it has to the other zombie shows that have, that have been around in the last decade or, or half decade. Um, so I think that was a good call on their part. So it's just fun. You know, I think it, it gives them an excuse to go way farther on the other side of the spectrum when it comes to the core and the violence of things. It's, it's balanced with humor. And uh, it doesn't ever seem like like too, too much because, uh, you know, there's, there's a reciprocation of just silliness. Now, it's kind of hard. Have you ever watched a horror movie? I used to do this as a kid when I first started watching horror. If there was something super scary, I would either just just watch it on mute for a second if I felt like it was going to be just something I couldn't handle all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Or you play it with, like, funny music in the background. And it would, uh, it would just – I don't know why my camera just did that. Um, Actually, that was kind of uh, cool. <laughs> kind of cool. I, I didn't realize that was even a thing. <laughs> you know, you're going to see my messy apartment. Um, it was uh, it was a way to just kind of, uh, I don't know, take the heat out of it a little. Uh-huh. And, and if you if all of a sudden there was a comedic aspect to it, it was really hard to be scared by it all of a sudden. If if you're if you're looking at the ring and, and, the, and the girls coming out of the TV, but it's too like party rock anthem you can't really take it seriously or like something stupid yeah and uh uh i, I think that's kind of what adding humor to horror does in general it takes it takes the sting out of how far you can go with the, the absolutely now it looks like you guys uh are having a blast on set uh with what's going on is that true do you guys are having just a boatload of fun while filming this oh yeah well, we were filming it this time a year ago until uh, right up until Christmas, um, and and so we've been wrapped for quite some time. But I've uh, I've seen a few of them in the meantime. Me and Natalie got together, mm-hmm. and uh, we watched the uh, watched the premiere together at a, at a studio of a friend of mine's with a small group of our friends. But uh, set was a blast. Um, really good people. It was the first thing I had worked on since uh, the film industry had kind of come back out of lockdown. And I think that was the case for a lot of the other people on it as well. So we were all just happy to be back on the ship again. And, and working. You know, yeah. So it, uh, Yeah, it felt good. What, uh, what has been the reactions you've been getting <clears throat> from your fans, followers, since the show has premiered? Admittedly, I, uh, I, I tactfully kind of keep my head out of things when it comes to uh, stuff like that. Unless it's super pertinent, I, I try not to get on things and, and read things. I'm I'm trying to just think about what I'm currently working on, and what I will be working on, and the things I still have any sort of uh, any sort of sway or control in uh, artistically. But once you call picture wrap and and they send it off to the editors, you're 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 done. Um, yeah, you're at the mercy of the machine and 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 the system and the process, and uh, it's it's more or less just completely out of your hands. Um, so I've learned to just kind of kind of let go of it at that point and let it set sail and, and hope people like it. And if they do, that's that's the goal. And I'm glad we gave people something to enjoy. And uh, and if not, then just keep doing more. Anyway. Exactly. Now, the uh, the TV show pays tribute to the film, especially with character mm-hmm. names. Um, yes. Now, your dad on the show, we found mm-hmm. out with his last episode that aired last week is actually the dude that I'm wearing on my shirt from the original movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys who have not watched it, Keenan's dad, his character Cam, his dad is going to end up being Bub, 
which is probably the most famous zombie of all time, whether it's movie or television. Uh, what do you yeah, think to them? Got a name. <laughs> what do you think to them paying tribute to the original with the names and like the mine shaft with the caves and so on? I think that was that was part of what was necessary. To be honest, uh, I mean, there's with with there being three movies, there's so much to draw from, and uh, I feel like it would have been a mistake not to. I think that uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of cookies they could add, and I think Jed and Scott. The creators really did a good job of throwing that in there. Bob, especially, you know, he's he's the zombie with a name. Yep, yep. Uh, now, your character, Cam, is uh, a complicated character, and we're starting with each episode to find out more about Cam. This last episode, we found out with Luke, you guys were best friends at one point, but that story got stopped right there. To, I'm sure we're mm -hmm. going to find out more. Now the premiere, the premiere of the show is sort of is sort of like a flash forward. Uh, we don't know how much of a flash forward, but you guys are in the midst of the outbreak. You and Luke are together, uh, mm -hmm. and then following it starts. It takes us back to the the beginning. Um, do you like that aspect of storytelling, like giving us a taste of what's going on, and then? going back in time and starting from the beginning oh yeah i love that yeah pulp fiction or the uh breaking bad would do that a lot i mean tons of stuff over time has done that super well uh i don't know just another interesting aspect of storytelling i think it was was fun the way they decided to do that and also <clears throat> so much of this is about like it's not just about a relationship between two people or something and, and it's it has this this arc of all these different things that happen along the way it's a day where this huge one instance occurs and it affects everybody i think it was important to show where it gets to and then you and so you you go in with this idea kind of seeing where this ends up and going holy shit like how did that get to that yeah um i think uh i think that was a good idea on their part for sure absolutely now uh your character is at odds with your dad okay uh mm -hmm. it starts off you guys had a fight the night before uh so when you're drawing inspiration to play cam uh what's your method on any character really that you're about to play how do you draw inspiration to get into character um usually by by going into it and and trying to look at it empathetically like this character is another person first and then try to think of it as somebody who you like and even though they have these flaws you want them to do well mm -hmm. and you try to you try to make the character like a family member in your head and you care about it and you try to break down what you have in common with them and as soon as you figure that out i feel like that's what you can kind of expand upon so like if if the if the traits of the character and the, the my own traits align even just 10 percent I'll take that 10% and kind of make it the cornerstone of the character. So it's, even though I'm not that person, we still have, we're still coming from a, a place that is real to the character and me in real life. And, and I feel like it's, uh, it's like telling a lie from an honest place, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, uh, in your opinion, how do you play Cam that he is going to be a survivor in the zombie apocalypse? 
What do you think I distinguishes him? Perseverance, but I also I kind of wanted to give him an aspect of like you don't know if he will because he he's super reluctant and he, he's he whenever there's a call to action he ends up being able to pull through but there's always this moment of like oh um, and so I kind of wanted to to give him a sense of like this guy might not. <laughs> We don't know exactly, and uh, the kind of shows that are out now, it's it's plausible. You you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. you've you've shows that kill the the lead of of the first season and, and the last episode, and then they do a whole series after that. Mm-hmm. Still, you you really never know. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, maybe there was others, and I that I'm not remembering, but I feel like, and I want to hear your opinion on this too. I feel like twenty four. Uh, the old Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. I love it. I feel like that was the, I feel like that was the first show to really like ruthlessly kill off characters and, and it would totally surprise you. Cause up until then, I feel like, uh, you would know the actors that were signed on for a season. So even if they die, it's probably not going to be here in episode six out of, you know, 13. Yeah. I feel like that was the first show that really like, they were like, yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna kill Tony Almeida, <laughs> just yeah, out of the blue, or, or uh, just kill the their leads, and and I feel like that set a trend, but I don't really remember it before that. Yeah, and you know what? You bring up Twenty Four, and as soon as you said Twenty Four and killing leads, the first scene that popped into my mind, I don't know if you can remember this scene, is uh, the season where that maniac releases the virus into the hotel. And, uh, I think that's two. Yeah, that's the second. I forget which season it is, but one of his demands is that Jack Bauer, played by Kiefer Sutherland, kill mm. Jack's boss. And he takes him out to the railroad tracks. Oh, yeah. He takes him out to the railroad tracks, and yeah. Jack Bauer puts a bullet into his boss's head. That was shocking. I, I remember feeling like, oh, they're they're gonna whip it around and it's gonna be like a like a dream. Yeah. I remember feeling that way about that show all the time. But they did it. They did it. Yeah. Yeah. That, they really that did. and you're right, that was a shocker. And a lot of shows started following suit when it comes to revealing shocks, like stuff that audiences up until that point, while watching any kind of genre, television or movie oh, you know, this person is not going to die. Something's going to happen in the last minute and they're going to be saved. But 24 took it to the next level. And then a lot of other shows started following suit, which I think is great. Not knowing, even if you are the lead, if you're going Mm -hmm. to make it, it adds uh, an element of anticipation within the viewers that you don't know who's safe. Do you like that? Totally. Yeah, I don't. I, I I think what I usually if I don't like something, it, it's because I could tell what was going to happen, or I feel like it was it was so close to so many other things, and didn't veer. It just kind of changed the names around or something to something that uh, that you're not surprised. I feel like that's that's what'll let me down about something I'm watching, and, and so to be surprised by things, I feel like that's yep. that's, that's the goal. That is, you know, goal. so. You know, and to give you a perfect and to give you a perfect example, like if you if you go back to The Walking Dead, what made me a Walking Dead fan was in season two, 
when that little girl Sophia came out of the barn as a walker, as a, as a zombie. That was like, mm. whoa, this show is, is going to be something special. Just another example. Now, when you take Cam uh, and you're playing him, how well is there any part that of you that says, okay, how would I do in the zombie apocalypse? Okay, if this shit was really happening and the dead were coming mm. out of graves and reanimating, how would Keenan, you know, react? Do you try to bring any sort of that aspect into your character? Yeah, a little bit. But but remember, remember what I was saying about the parts that overlap and then there are parts that don't. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like uh, I... I also think that's part of the beauty of watching these things is as a crux before anyone ever does anything right, they show you them doing it wrong to sort of build this tension and the sense of like, what the fuck? Can I say that? Sorry. Yeah. Um, this, this sense of just like, uh, tension so that when they finally prevail, it's like, yes, they did it. And I, I think that, uh, because of that, you see them do a lot of dumb things like, like breaking horror movie rules, mm -hmm. you know, never, never split up, never split up, never go upstairs. Um, don't walk outside and leave the door open behind you. If you aren't looking at it, like shit like that. Um, for me, it's like anytime anybody in a horror movie, if they go into a room in a situation where something scary is happening and they leave the door unguarded, I'm like, you idiots. I would take a door jam and like yeah. make sure that door does not close behind me <laughs> yeah or just don't go outside exactly <laughs> don't do it uh but you know it's movies it's tv uh there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of high tension between the characters on day of the dead that were slowly starting to be revealed so let me ask you um and i think you're allowed to say this how many total episodes are in the first season of day of the dead 10 okay that's the perfect number i think we just passed season uh epi episode number four so we have six left to go and i gotta say mm -hmm. in this last episode uh when you're being dropped off at the police station and you're like, this is the police station. We're totally safe and fine. And then you go back and say, I realized that was a totally white privileged thing to say. I thought that yeah. was hysterical. Was that in the script or did you ad lib that? No, no, that was all Jed and Scott. That was uh, that was the writers. I can't take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, what do you yeah. think of the writing of the show? Uh, it was great. I mean, that was part of what, what attracted me to it in the first place. I mean, even from... When I first got the the audition scene, uh, it was uh, yeah, it was it was post lockdown, so it was all tapes, um, and I didn't get the full thing. But you could tell even at that point from the sides. I think it was three scenes. It was just this super fast pace, yeah. um, good dialogue, good banter. Um, I mean, part of that, I think, uh, them working as a team together, they they probably probably just bounce ideas off each other all day yeah. and as it's and as, I, think, as, I think that helps make good dialogue but oh yeah, yeah, yeah i think they did a really they really did a good job and as it goes with any kind of apocalyptic show it's always the oddest of people that end up getting grouped together by circumstances out of their control uh now the mm -hmm. show definitely embraces gore okay it, mm -hmm. it has no 
it's not holding back on the gore aspect. Um, and along with the character building, the story, the comedy as well. What do you feel about the gore aspect? I mean, you. I think it's funny. You go into a retirement home. You go into a police station. You're covered in blood. And no one says, <laughs> you know, hey, Cam, you want to tell us something? What's, what happened to you? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, where should I start? Uh, the, the gore, I, I was doused in blood from, from day one, basically. I think there's maybe two or three scenes where there isn't blood on the entire wardrobe yeah. for all of us, basically. Uh, and then being one day over the whole season, you're in that one outfit the whole time. There is no change. Actually, can't really, there might be one change that happens, okay. but I'll let you get to that. I think it's in the next one. All right. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's a moment. It's silly. Then it's, it's funny, but yeah, it's funny. It, I won't say anymore. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, like I said, it's it's blended perfectly the gore aspect along with the storytelling and the lightheartedness. Now, when you knew you got casted and um, you're taking on Day of the Dead, which is one of it's a horror classic, uh, uh, beloved by all horror fans. Uh, did you feel any sense of uh, extra pressure or responsibility? in trying to deliver something that the fans are going to enjoy? Or do you approach it from, you know what? I'm going to approach this like I do every role. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to lay it all out there. And hopefully it will gain some traction with the fans. The second one is what you kind of have to come around to. Um, but also being a fan of it and just things in general... I, I've seen things I, I like have a sequel 20 years later that's not even close to what the original was. So you, you at the same time, you, you also don't want that. Mm -hmm. um, it was just about, I, I think, putting the extra work into uh, do the homework, watch all the movies again. It's been years since I'd seen them. So I yeah. went back uh, and then uh, really went to work on all the other stuff. And, and you just make sure that kind of have a some sort of understanding of what people liked about it in the first place what people liked about the first one what people liked about it in the second one and like what about it was timely and what about it was timeless and try to take those those things both of those things and at least wrap your head around it enough so it's in the back of your head and when you're reading these scripts you can be seeing these things and you you might not get the Bob reference right away if you hadn't seen the old ones, but that's such a huge aspect of mm -hmm. things. So it really just, you have to go backwards and, and, and do the homework and make sure you're as up to speed as the biggest fan of this thing because you don't want to let them down. You don't want people to ruin your favorite movies, your favorite shows, your favorite music. And, and I, I, uh, I only want to make things that, or make the recreation of something that hopefully the person will like. And that's, I mean, uh, that's the goal. Okay. Now, I've had the, the honor to have as my guest, Laurie Cardile, who played uh, Sarah in the original Day of the Dead. Wonderful woman, and we really got into it on how filming the original went. Uh, Day of the Dead, you know, had Greg Nicotero in it. Of course, Tom Savini did all the makeup. 
uh, a big horror icon classic cast when uh they were getting you guys together to film this tv show did they bring anybody from like the originals to like advise or anything like that uh they might have been doing that uh, on their own and I'm, i'm sure they did but also again part of working like post deep freeze and by that i mean covid the sets were more closed it wasn't really like two three years ago you you go to set and you could i don't know you, you could you could yeah. uh, bring your mom to set if you wanted you know like if you're uh, if you're on a thing for more than a day you could uh, you could probably do things like that but that's kind of all changed now because of covid yeah it's it's more of a more of a uniform ship for now but now, now uh, the audition process, did you just, did you have to do a lot of callbacks? Did you get it after the first audition? What was the, the audition process like? Uh, well, like I said, the, the initial one was a tape. And then, what happened? I think that might have been it. I don't think we ended up doing another one because, oh, uh, there was going to be like a Zoom uh, director producer session at one point and at that point when you're down to like one or two uh or like like two two or out of one out of two or three um that's kind of when you'll sign your deal and and they want to know that if they pick you you're on for it so you get all your deals in order in place and i remember we had done that and i was going to do the the session the next day um and then just got a call and they're like hey uh Grab the sesh, we, we we got it. Awesome. So it was a nice surprise, and I, I was I was here like ready to ready to hit the books again because it was about a month after I think I'd done the first one. So well, the lines are they're gone. Lines are gone at that. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Do you believe your role as Gunner helped you in getting this role as Cam? Um, it very well could have. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, genre genre brand specific Mm -hmm. uh i i think i don't know i i i've always liked the genre and i feel like i i I really enjoy doing it and probably putting my best foot forward in that so i think well also maybe a better explanation is also the people hiring you for a certain thing are probably also watching a certain type of thing that's similar. Exactly. So I feel like exposure wise for the, for the people going to hire me, it's more likely they're going to have seen me in that than, um, you know, a, a lifetime movie I had done 10 years ago or something. Now, do you enjoy, uh, no shade to that. <laughs> do you enjoy roles in the horror genre? Uh, are they fun? Are they different than other uh, genres that you've done? Yeah, well, the funny thing is most of the other horror I've done, or honestly, probably all of it, it didn't have the comedic aspect to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's usually like uh, like these dark, uh, dimly lit, gray skies, uh, very serious like uh, things. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, there wasn't there wasn't much uh, uh, beheading and, and just projectile. <laughs> Uh, blood spurts of gore in that one. <laughs> so how do you feel about uh, acting in the, like that line at the police station, you know, where you had to say the whole white privilege thing? Uh, is comedy something that you're comfortable with? Is it something you want to do more of? 
Yeah, totally. I uh, I really like it. Like I said, I feel like uh, I I've done a lot of drama and, and thriller, um, and uh, I really love comedy. I've, I've always liked it. It's always been something I've wanted to do more of. That uh, I've only started to do more of in the last couple of years. So okay, it's a nice uh, it's a nice little change of pace. Now, going back to the whole 24 reference that you made earlier, so far in the first four episodes, everything is happening throughout the course of one day. Are you allowed mm. to tell us if the remaining six episodes are still going to be in that one day? Yes, I, I, I think uh, I can confidently not spoil. Uh, it is the, the day of the dead. It's just the one day. It's, uh, okay. It's all, it's all within the, the day itself. Now, which I think packs in the action a little. Okay, and it makes perfect sense. Stick with the title. Now, uh, Day of the Dead is on Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi is part of the NBC Universal family. Sci-Fi has been making a lot of moves uh, and picking up some great shows like Chucky and now Day of the Dead. Uh, they're really uh, carving their way into the... Uh, horror genre and making a name for themselves in the horror genre what's it like working with sci-fi which like i said its parent company is nbc universal which is a huge mm -hmm. production distribution company how have the people of sci-fi been treating you guys they've been great i mean uh most of the the people on the network side of it uh, wouldn't have been wouldn't have been the people I was sharing days of work with, but I feel like we're in good hands with them. Uh, I, I've worked for both Sci-Fi and NBC Universal before, and it's always it's always good sets. It's always well run, and I feel like uh, uh, people in charge are keeping a tight ship. So no complaints. <laughs> now, compared to Bates Motel, if you were to compare that to uh, Day of the Dead, like. Budget-wise, I know you don't have the numbers as particular budgets mm. on the show, but what would you say had the bigger budget? Would you say Bates Motel had a slightly bigger budget than Day of the Dead, or vice versa? I am so blind to any side of that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that no matter how I could ever answer, I, I could be right or, or completely surprised. So I'm not even going to take a stab in the dark and, and okay. speculate. But um, I will say they they both felt like they they were taking care of sets for sure now think, uh, when it comes to day of the dead when it comes to the horror scenes the gore and the aspects uh how much of that is actual cgi how much of that is them actually doing practical effects where they rig up a, a body or a person or a dummy to spew out blood when the head is cut off or something like that um i think that's one of the best parts about this one is it's mostly it's mostly there on the day. It's mostly practical effects. Uh, the effects people just killed it. Yeah, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, most of what you're seeing is is just on the day, real blood. Like the lawnmower scene, for instance. That was a lawnmower that had a hydraulic, like a like a like an air like a pressurized air thing that was firing out just gallons of, of fake blood and spaghetti damn yeah <laughs> and that was all that's awesome i would have been i would have loved to have seen that done that must be that must have been a sight to see uh now you come from an entertainment family i, I believe your dad was mm -hmm. an actor as well uh did you know 
did you always know that you wanted to be an actor or at which point did it click for you that, you know, this is what I want to do with my life? Uh, I always thought I wanted to be an actor. And then there was a certain point I knew and I, uh, I, uh, I, I grew up going to set with my dad and, and I would go and, and watch him and, and other actors there and eventually they'd give me a set of sides and, and I could read the lines as the, as the actors were doing it and I could watch with headphones and stuff and just stay really quiet in a corner somewhere. And uh, I think that was, uh, that, was a, that was a huge advantage when it came to going to set on my own accord later. I, it was already somewhere I felt comfortable with and it was already like a uh, I felt at home there because I'd had the time to acclimatize to it and kind of wrap my head around what's happening. Yeah, you go before you, going there. Some yeah, legitimate like, work to do. Like you said, you your dad took you on set growing up, so I can understand how mm -hmm. the set sort of became like your second home. Now, another popular mm -hmm. show that you had a reoccurring role on is The One Hundred. Uh, oh yeah. So you've been on a lot of hit shows, uh, you know, which is really amazing and great. Uh, what would you say your experience was on the 100? Another great show. That shot locally in, in Vancouver. Um, that was, uh, I, I came in in like mid to end of first season and, and did a little bit of the second. In the first season, it was all, uh, we're shooting up in the woods. We're all outside. It was cold, but it was really fun. Great group of people. It just felt kind of like, uh, like, uh, like camping a little bit. Like you're all, I you was know, just up there in the in the woods in the rain. Now your dad um, was also involved in the 100. What was it like working with your dad? Uh, well, I didn't actually work with him. He came in uh, after after I had uh, uh, I won't spoil it, after I was no longer on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, he he came on I think in third or fourth, and I was uh, I was done my part by a second. Okay. Now um, mm -hmm. I think Dave the dad. We have worked together though. Uh, he. Uh, we'd uh, speaking of Bates Motel, those are some days of uh, of set we shared, and some days of work together there. What is it like working with your dad? Super normal. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's not really really any different. Me and him and I have a really good, just easy relationship. Um, That's awesome. And always have, and it's just it's just smooth. You know, I, I go to set and it's it was kind of weird the first day. But then it was just kind of like, I don't know, I've seen him on set a million times. It was sort of, it was probably weirder for him to see me on set as a first, you know, say. I'm sure he was I'd proud. Kind of, I'm sure he was proud as shit as, uh, just to have you right there and being on set. And I'm sure he's a proud dad on all the success that you've achieved so far in your career. Now, moving forward, Day of the Dead is a great show. Uh, I'm pretty feel confident it's going to get picked up for a season two let me put you into a hypothetical situation if day of the dead continues and becomes this big blockbuster tv hit as an mm -hmm. actor do you want to be locked into a really successful show and a role for a long period of time or as an actor do you want to have the freedom and the experience to explore different characters and different roles as opposed to being locked to playing cam for five years well the good thing is uh if one i'd be happy to because i like the uh, i like the project a lot and i think that would definitely be something to 
to to weigh out earlier on but i i I don't know. I, I I signed on to this knowing that no matter how it turned out, I it, it was written well and it was lines that I felt comfortable that I could I could go and, and perform well because because the foundation of the writing was good. Um, I'm happy to be on this, and if we we're going to do more, I'd be stoked. And the beauty of it is that even if you are quote unquote locked to it, you shoot ten episodes that takes three months, mm-hmm. so there's so much time to do things in between i think uh i don't know i i uh I w- it wouldn't be something i'd be afraid of so yeah i really like the project a lot awesome awesome uh keenan i want to th- i was about to call you cam <laughs> keenan i want <laughs> i want to thank you it's so okay it happens on set all the time people <laughs> people call you your, your cast name and then they like most of the time they'll, they'll apologize and it's like hey no no it's 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 fine it's good. So, it's good. It's good. It's like, you know, the character name is sticking. You're doing your job right. Keenan, thank you so much for being our <laughs> guest. Uh, congratulations on the success of Day of the Dead. Uh, I'm sure it's going to keep growing and growing, and it's going to be a very successful show with hopefully many seasons to come. So thank you so thank much you, for being our guest. Any final thoughts you want to share with the audience before we go? Thank you for having me. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Tune in to Day of the Dead, Friday nights at 10 on Sci-Fi. I think you'll like it. Tune in for some horror. Horror. Awesome horror. Like you said, Sci-Fi Fridays, Day of the Dead. You won't be disappointed. Thank you to Keenan Tracy. Thank you to all our viewers for tuning in tonight. Uh, We're doing a double feature tonight. We have another interview coming at you at 930. So thank you again to Keenan. Yep. We have Art the Clown. From Terrifier. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, thank you to Keenan. Thank you to all well, our... Tell him I say hello. I will. I will. Uh, thank you, guys. And until in a couple of hours, stay safe. And on behalf of Keenan and myself, stay walking. Till later. See you later.